What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And this is not <laughs> another damn another podcast. Damn podcast. <laughs> Presented by our damn selves. Damn selves. 207. <laughs> yeah. So 207. We don't um have sponsors because we presented by our damn selves, but I will shout out guess who? Three Apples LLC. Yay! Had to stop by show love to the cousins, Karen, <laughs> Melanie, Michelle. Real cousins, yeah. not play cousins. We got too many damn real cousins, so, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Picked up the chocolate chip cookies. Nice. From the looks of it, shout out to my mentor, Mike Love. It doesn't look like there's any animal product in this. I'm going to read exactly what it says on the label. And I don't, I don't okay. usually, ordinarily, I don't do this. Fuck R. Kelly, but ordinarily, I wouldn't do this. But <laughs> we're going to do the live um, unboxing. I know there's videos all over YouTube where you see unboxings of shit. I've never done one. So this is the first for us right here. This is the unboxing we're going to do right here. <laughs> this is the live Ooh. unboxing. <laughs> And taste test. So we're going to do it live. I decided right when I was sitting there, I was like, I have the cookies. Let's let's do a live taste test. <laughs> so I'm going to read the ingredients. Flour, mm-hmm. brown sugar, vegetable oil, chocolate mm-hmm. chips, which consist of um, unsweetened chocolate and sugar. You have water, baking powder, salt, vanilla extract, vinegar, and cinnamon. So no animal Ooh. products apparently on there yet. At least according okay. to the way. So. Let's crack this seal and see how that boy <laughs> tastes. I'm, I'm tagging Karen Melody and myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had Ariana do hers uh, when I recorded her with a, when she was smashing her cupcake. She was, ah. There you go. Live unboxing. Yes. I was doing an unboxing video. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 2021, some strange shit didn't happen. My official unboxing and taste test. The chocolate chip cookies, three apples LLC. Let's see. Good job. I don't know who's what work this is, Karen, Melanie, or Michelle's, but good job, whoever it is. <laughs> Somebody did the cookie recipe, so I'm I shout all of them out right now, but I don't know whose work this actually was, but good job though. <laughs> And Oz is a cookie man. Like if you guys don't know, Oz makes his own uh, actually vegan cookies. So, yeah, ass cookie recipe myself. Mm-hmm. I'll so be talking like this all day now. <laughs> Water. Yeah, but we know for years because like every year when Melanie was doing her Thanksgiving um dinners, um they would always bring stuff that they would make, and mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> I'll everything. I'm like, hey, let me <laughs> fill up my plate. You know, I want to fill my plate and eat. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really happy. Looks like uh, they may have had another good turnout again because I was following Melanie's uh, social media. Nice to be, yeah. Nice day, too, yeah. I know, but they were still out there. They was like, rain or shine. They said, we're still going to be out here. They so. said it wasn't um, popping, but yeah, so they're going to be there whether it's two people or not. They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So happy for the cousins. Yes, yes. Oh, that yeah. okay. So check them out. Like we said, they're on uh, 95th and Longwood, Sundays from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. There's a farmer's type of setup with all kinds of vendors and... Yeah, farmer's market, yes. Yeah. So go on, check them out. Call on through to their booth. You see the three apples. Say, hey, we listen to uh, your uh, your cousin's podcast. Not another <laughs> damn podcast. I'm not promising you any discounts for that, but just say, like, mention not another right. damn podcast. Well, we, have, we can't promise that, but, you know. Ordinarily, people like, mention not another damn podcast and get 10% off, and we not do it. Mention we not ain't doing that. We, not, we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I say what's going to happen when you mentioned. I said, show up and mention not another damn podcast. Right. Dot, dot, dot. There before exactly. 1 o'clock in the afternoon, too, because, yeah, you won't find them after that. So, yeah. Right. By 1 o'clock on Sunday. Every Sunday is before 1, so there we go. Okay, yeah, before one or eight to one, yeah. Mm-hmm. So very nice, very nice. All right, that's what the unboxing. I'm proud of you. Yeah, found a new niche, yeah. Oz unboxes this, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's people that are doing that is a whole like video series, people just unboxing shit. Thank unboxing, you. Unboxing iPads and unboxing just random shit like that. Uh, these little kids on YouTube, like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out that code because these little kids play with toys on YouTube and just I'm like, really? I'm like, y'all are watching these kids play with toys. 
But then I watch people uh, buy houses or house hunters. So I'm like, I'm no better, right? <laughs> I, I can't judge my kids. I have watched the boxing and unboxing videos. I've watched some gun unboxing videos. I'm a, <laughs> I've watched some Glock videos, Smith and Wesson, <laughs> Mossberg. I definitely didn't watch some gun unboxing videos. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> so there we go. Teddy. Yeah, let's see how this baby fires. It's like hilarious to be watching. It's like, <laughs> see my look I'm giving you. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Um, oh my goodness! Just to just to piss Melanie and the cousins off a little bit. We'll go right into sports. <laughs> well, to, to our credit, to our credit, though, it was a good. It was a big sports thing. Like it's been a big. Like it's, it's been. A great right one. We're gonna start with it's the big, big one. 2020 Hall of Fame class finally got their flowers because COVID fucked everything up last year. So they finally mm-hmm. had their ceremony. In 2021, but the 2020 Hall of Fame ceremony was in 2021. That's how it is. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, what a class it was. It was big, heavy on our era. Of course, the headliners, you had um, Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. That's your headliners there. And then I'm going to skip the names that um, nobody cares about, at least. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of names. (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. Yeah, Rudy Tom Jonovich, like Rockets coach. I'm familiar with him. Okay, nice, nice. Um, Tamika Catchings, WNBA legend. Yay, ladies. Good names. Quite mm-hmm. the class, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially as I look at people our era, because like I Both know, like, are, like that pretty much defines the era of basketball. Like, mm-hmm. um, we came like um I say post Jordan like that You're like yeah everything yeah like the Kobe late nineties that defines that era yeah. that's the era that bridged the gap between the Jordan and the LeBron era is like uh-huh. those are like probably the three biggest names like the and Shaq I would say yeah out of those yeah those three and yeah. Shaq bridge that gap that's the name uh-huh. <laughs> and then AI a little bit in there AI a little bit a little bit a little, little bit AI, AI. Just, a little bit yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, because kind of Kevin Garnett was like a big thing for us because like he did come, like, he was from South Carolina, but then he came to Chicago. Chicago. Farragut. Farragut, right? Yep. Shout out to yep. homie Ronnie Fields. Uh, so he came and he played here. Forgotten, in Chicago. Um, the forgotten guy from that team. He was the point guard for the for that Farragut team. Mm-hmm. He was he was the guard to Kevin's big. Yeah, they would have won two mm-hmm. punch, but Katie. and he was such a big deal because Kevin Garnett made it a thing where I'm going straight after high school. So Kobe could intend and and T-Mac could walk. And Mm -hmm. And LeBron. So they could all walk and run. (laughs) All of them could run. Like all of those guys. (laughs) But Kevin Darnett did it first. Yeah. From our era, I'm sure somebody back in the 70s probably did for somebody corrects me. Yeah. For one of you basketball historians, it's like in their 60s corrects me. (laughs) Well, you know, back in my day. Yeah. It's like I'm talking about from the modern era. In the modern era during our time. Straight from high school to the pros, Kevin Garnett. Because Kevin Garnett was you and Feast's age group. So it's like, okay, like you saw somebody, you guys' age group doing that, like to go from high school. Garnett could have been high. He was in high school when I was in high school. Exactly. And that's why Kobe was a big deal for me because Kobe could have been in high school when I was in high school because mm-hmm. Kobe was like from my era, so it's like he would have been like a senior. Our era is Kobe over me, right? He'd have been um an underclassman near the end of when I was in high school. He would have been upperclassman, an upperclassman during my era, exactly. Um, both went to high school together, <laughs> right? Area between us. <laughs> so it was cool, like seeing people that are your age group, like your era, like that, because like we grew up on it. Like that's who we watch. That's who we idolize. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah, like, we viewed them as oh wow, like these are people. These are people our age. You know, like, these are you know. When Garnett did it, it was uncharted waters. At uh-huh. least like he left the blueprint for like Kobe, like I said, T Mac, Jermaine O'Deal, those ones that came right behind him. Eventually, uh-huh. LeBron and them came later. He mm-hmm. like he left because when Kevin Garnett decided to go pro, people didn't know what was going to happen. So he's right. drafted like yeah, people really didn't know what to expect with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not only did he get drafted, he was top five. So he got drafted near the top of the draft. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so, um, because like you because you you hadn't seen that, so you wonder like is he going to go in the second round? Like you didn't know what was going to happen with a high school player. Like is mm-hmm. anybody, are they gonna be scared? They gonna stay away from this dude? It's like, oh yeah, no college experience. We don't know about him. But and the minimum and the Minnesota Timberwolves take 
<laughs> Very good half academy. Like I was rooting for. Him. I wanted him to go number one that year. I was biased, but I knew that wasn't going to happen. And he, he definitely should have went number one hindsight because that class was yeah. Shout out <laughs> Joe, Joe fucking Smith who went number one and shit. Exactly. <laughs> Even sounds generic. Joe Smith. Come on, yeah. <laughs> your name is Joe Smith. You're probably not gonna have a very serious. Way too. Ju- I'm shitting on common names and shit. But way too. Uh, it way sounds, too. Like, sounds made. It's like, it's like that. What's the what's the um, what's the phrase with somebody that's just middle of the road? Your average Joe. He average was, Joe. The <laughs> average Joe of an NBA player. Like he didn't have a shitty career, but yeah, I can't. He say was just that. there. Yeah. He was just there. Well, I'm pull up that class and shit. Yeah. <laughs> But I did. Uh, I didn't watch it live, but I did get. Uh, I did watch the. Uh, I caught the, the whole speeches. I watched the whole speeches because you know I said that's a good thing about the internet is that I found the whole speeches on YouTube of the of the three that I wanted to see, our three that we wanted. Sorry, everybody else, but I mean I watched. And I mentioned those a couple three. of honorable mentions that meant something to me, like Rudy T. And then shout mm-hmm. out to catchings. I ain't reading all those names. <laughs> Rest I'm sorry, y'all know y'all probably had great careers, but I'm not reading that list though. So I read the one. Garnett, I did like his uh, speech. Like he brought the funny to it because you know Kevin Garnett. He character. I mean, he's always been. I mean, the thing that I just think about with Kevin Garnett is that's a goddamn bar fight. <laughs> that's the first thing that's in my head. Bar fight, man. <laughs> woo, woo! The way he just... they barely, they almost lost that game. So even he had to comment on that how close the game was. <laughs> ask, ask Charles. Charles been in a bar fight. Is why he said well, ask Charles. Like, what? And I like his um, I, I like his fun his TNT show um Area 21 or whatever. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that shit is hilarious. It's like, they did mm-hmm. be cussing live on the air, zero he fucks. Was, yeah, he, he would cuss, yeah. Zero fucks given and shit. Like, he would cuss, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's Garnett. You can't I mean, like he was like the, a master at like the trash talk and he was the one he, like when you look look at look at some of his classic games. Um you listen and say you hear some cuss words on the court. Get that shit out of here. Like, you hear that all the time. Like, like Kevin Garnett would talk shit. Like, look at some of those old Timberwolves mm-hmm. last Celtics games. Like, you hear a lot of shit talking. Most of the time, it's him and shit when you hear that. Get that, that fucking shit out of here. Like, and I like that he said that the only thing that he regrets is that he said, I didn't bring you a championship, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. I didn't bring you guys a championship. Yeah, that's he said that he never brought many one, and he should have, he, like, he wished he would have went to Boston earlier. That's the two things. Mm-hmm. But he said that I'm. He said, but I'm gonna be here helping you guys build in Minnesota. Uh, in Minnesota, he said I'm gonna be That's here. What? Yeah, I'm about to get to that big news after we finish this up. Yeah, but uh, okay. I'll, I'll circle back to that. Mm-hmm. Well, the Timberwolves have been sold. I mentioned. I'll tell you who bought them. But um, we're gonna circle back to that. Mm-hmm. Finish this up. Well, since we're in this '95 draft class, I want to finish. Oh Lord, Joe Smith, your average Joe at the top. <laughs> Joe Smith. We're just gonna do like some of the top picks. Yeah. Antonio McDyess, number two, all-star, not bad. Yeah. yeah. Backhouse was three. Jerry Stackhouse, all right. Yeah, he had a decent career. Yeah. Back had a decent career. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheed was four. Yeah, Mr. Ball don't Ball lie. Ball don't lie. Great pick there. <laughs> Rashid was four, and um, KG was five. That's your top five right there. Nice. Okay. that, yeah, KG definitely should have been one. I would probably put Sheed at two. I might, Stack and McDyess, they could either flip either. Ball three. don't lie. <laughs> Some of the other honorable mentions we had: Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse went seven. Okay. Kurt Thomas went ten. You remember him? You Big probably sexy. remember him near the near the end. <laughs> That's what they call him, Big Sexy. <laughs> Bones, Brent Barry went fifteen. I'm just reading some of these names now. Bones. All right, town Mike Finley, twenty one. Shout out. Okay. <laughs> okay. Finley, all right. Yeah, now we um that's when we get to the crappy part of the draft class 21. Like <laughs> cats I've never heard of, especially these second rounders. Yeah, we're not going there. We're not reading none of their names. No. 95 class was mediocre, but the 96 class, on the other hand. We go, we segue into it. That's how we, we do it. We it. We we going to where you? Kobe, let's the KG to KB. Let's do it, baby. Kobe, KB, baby. <laughs> Kobe Bryant inducted, of course, by the great Michael Jordan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to read the list of inductors. I I totally skipped that. 
Well, I lost my screen mm-hmm. iPad now, but yeah, I had the whole list of inductors. So you you could you we 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 just go right into Kobe right now. We come back to that. And uh, of course, uh, his lovely widow Vanessa gave his speech, and she accepted. Wow, she accepted. I was like, I should not have watched that first thing in the morning because I I literally was crying watching the speech because it was just such like. Caught the highlights, so I've been um get the. I, I watched the whole speech. I was crying, like everything she was saying. I was just I had, crying. I had to go get. I had to go get my three apples. Can't go get your three apples here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get to watch all <laughs> And just the love that she's getting from everybody. Like first thing she says, she says, "I'm okay." She says, "Childish, I'm okay." She's like, "I'm okay." Everybody's like, we um, love I saw the pics of them while I'm with their um their twenty their Hall of Fame jerseys, and I saw Talia had Kobe's. Which mm-hmm. is a nice touch, yeah. Is dodgy, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that speech, though, that Vanessa gave, when she talked about the thing that got me about, she said when she asked Kobe, "Why do you play through so many injuries?" and his answer was, "What about the people, the fans who saved up their money to see me just play one time, Excellent. doing it for them?" And I was like, "Oh, relate to that here in Chicago, um." The Lakers only in town once a year. So if you saved all your money to come see Kobe and he don't uh-huh. play, yeah, that's uh-huh. the game he happens to miss. <laughs> you might not be too happy. <laughs> and he said that's why he goes so that he's like he said that he went so hard for the fans. Like his fans were everything to him. Like he did it for his fans because he said, and this made me go, because uh Vanessa said that um she was like Kobe remember when he was a kid. Sitting in nosebleeds with his father, watching his favorite player play, and then she just looks over at Michael Jordan, and then she looks back. But the way she looked at Michael, and then she looked back, she's like, "He." They would be sitting in nosebleeds to watch his favorite player play. So he knows about sitting up in some nosebleeds trying to see your probably favorite player the, play. Um, so excited at the Spectrum in Philadelphia, probably like back in the day when the Spectrum was still. I was trying to think of what stadium. Probably would have been the Spectrum in Philly back. And when she did that look, when she cut that look to Michael, and then Michael just. Like he had like a little small Michael just, you know, he just you could tell he was just so touched by that. He was just so touched. But it was a beautiful speech and it just showed that the mama mentality ran so deep in that family, just the grit, the determination, the strength in that family. Just all of them just have that. They just got that. All of them got that mom, but all of them got that mentality where it's like, we're strong. We go out here. We we do it. We we don't make excuses. We go out and we deliver. Mamba mentality. I was like, all right, man. I don't think it was a dry eye in the house. Like, I, I mean, if I was there in person, I know, like I said, I was crying watching it on my phone. But I don't think it was a dry eye in the house for the Kobe at all. What but Vanessa class. kept it together. She was very strong. She kept oh, it together. What a, what a class, 96. Because that's the big, the great debate. The greatest NBA class. 84, 84 96, 96 03. Like it's one of those, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think 96 might get it as far as like <laughs> four second, 03's third. That's all I don't say out of those three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looking at this class, let's read the class right now. AI at the top of the list, of course, Allen Iverson. Mm-hmm. Canby was two. He had a good career. Like, Canby, yeah. Fuck yeah. Sharif Abdul Rahim went three. Mm-hmm. So, Steph Marbury four, who um not only had a good NBA career, became became China. He's became, like the Michael Jordan of China. Became a god <laughs> in China. And shit. Yeah. Okay, shoes, you know. Starberry, yeah. like he reinvented, yeah. <laughs> reinvented the shoe game. He said, I'm gonna make these shoes affordable so like parents can afford to buy them for their kid. Exactly. Yeah, 15 bucks, I think, is what his Starberry store right. for. So because them uh them Jordans, the game thing. <laughs> them hundred and seventy dollars add up. <laughs> Um, Ray Allen with number five. So Jesus Shuttlesworth. Right, town number six. Shout out Twan, baby. <laughs> Twan is Mount Carmel alum. Shout out for Marcus. Mount Carmel alum. <laughs> uh, this is one you might remember the the, uh, the late Lorenzen Wright. Remember that story? Was yeah, like, I remember that. Seven. So sad. Number eight was Kerry Kittles with the um the, the Nets. I remember him. I remember Kerry Kittles. I remember him. I remember him. The um controversy with Kittles is um the Nets were thinking about taking Kobe there. Is that um 
But his agent leaked it out, said Kobe wouldn't play for the Nets. So they that's why they were kid because like they were looking <laughs> at him and they said, um, if you if you draft him, he's going, he's gonna play overseas or some shit. That's the rumor that's out there, at least I don't know how true that was, but yeah, they said yeah, if you draft him, he's going to play overseas or something <laughs> instead of Kobe. <laughs> and then you had a car, yeah, you had some crappy players, nine, ten, and eleven and twelve. Like we'll skip all of those. Yeah. I can't even pronounce his name. Is Ukrainian cat Vitaly Potipenko? Vitaly Potipenko. I hope I said it right. That's a that's a trivia question right there. Who's the guy that got drafted right before Kobe Bryant? This guy, Vitaly Potipenko. <laughs> I think I said it right. Yeah, he was twelve. Kobe went thirteen. Kobe fell all the way to thirteen. Think about that. That's Damn. how deep the draft was, and it's still good players under Kobe. He wasn't even the last good player taken. Right behind Kobe, you had Paige Stoyvakovic so at 14. Yeah. Right behind Steve, Paige Stoyvakovic, you had Steve Nash at 15. Steve Nash, was it Steve Nash in that class? I was going to say, was it Steve Nash in that class? 15. Yeah. <laughs> 15. Steve Nash at 15? Man, um, Jermaine O'Neal went 17. And shit. Like, he was still good players taking, like, deep in his... So if you had, like, a um, mid to late first rounder, you could have got somebody. You could have got Steve Nash, got <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> Cavaliers took Big Z with 20. Big Z was an all-star. Injuries kind of killed his career. Yeah. But he was okay. Mm-hmm. And undrafted, you had Big Ben Wallace. So even in the undrafted players, Ben Wallace was a former bull, former piston. Yeah. So even then. So, fro. Yeah, the fro. That was his name. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. the undrafted players. So then we go from 96 to 97. Which another inductee from this class, Tim Duncan, Timmy. Mr. Big Fundamental. Greatest power forward of all time. All time. He is. Mm-hmm. He's definitely is. Yeah. I say then like Malone and Chuck. He, he, didn't, he didn't get his because he played for San Antonio and um he was considered boring. So yeah, that's why he doesn't get the mm-hmm. props. But mm-hmm. he had a hell of a career though. Big fundamental. He's fundamental as hell. And for people who talk about Tim Duncan having a boring personality, his Paul is he did really well his speech. Like he was funny in it. I said so for people say he didn't have a personality out there. I guess he proved you guys wrong. He was just Tim on the court. <laughs> Tim was funny on his speech. Like I liked uh, like I liked um the respect that he paid for his people. Like uh he gave shout out to of course Manu and um yeah, Tony, because they were there. His, his left and right hand man, yeah, Manu and. Of course, David Robinson was there to present him. David Robinson was there, mm-hmm. so like he was. Like, I started that's with right. Robinson. That's the guy that, that molded him. Yeah, Without, right, I started with Robinson him. Crawled so Tim Duncan could walk. He's, mm-hmm. He molded him. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the last person he thanked was Popovich, and that was just wow. so fitting. The last person, because because now you know, he's like he don't want me to thank him. <laughs> and it and it continues, like I said, the giving back because um Popovich, I think, is grooming Tim Duncan to be the next coach. Because Duncan right now is part of it's, he's part of the coaching staff with San Antonio. A lot of people don't know this. So, like, so like and Popovich, he's getting up there in age, so he's probably mm-hmm. grooming Tim to take over eventually. That's how I see it at least. So Tim is probably gonna be head coach of the Spurs. I think that would be just such a that would just be a great moment of like just passing the baton. That would be a wonderful baton pass because. What did he do? 17 years in San Antonio? Yeah. I think something like that. Yeah, he did a lot of years in San Antonio and just a wonderful career. Five-time champion. Um, uh, did he win? Did he win a, a what 15-time All-Star? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, All-Star. Yeah, he had a hell of a career. Mm-hmm. Finals MVP. Finals hey. MVP. He uh like, and the thing that I didn't know that I was today years old. When he would say, I didn't start playing basketball until I was 14. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Most cats are playing like for me at the earliest. Like five. They play like at five. But he started at 14. So for him to be the best power forward ever, and he didn't start till 14, what does imagine, that say? Imagine if he had started earlier. Right. He'd be in GOAT status then. Started earlier. And he was like, and he was from because I know he's from the Virgin Islands. He's like, yeah, you know, he was like, but my um when my island got hit by a category five hurricane. And you know, he was just talking about that and just like how they took a chance on me. The uh the tall lanky kid mm-hmm. 
Wake who had no basketball knowledge. Gave him a shot in the Spurs, eventually drafted him. He said, I want to be a swimmer. That's what he wanted to be. He wanted to be a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Like, he never even thought about playing basketball. He wanted to be a swimmer. So yeah, when he turned out to be <laughs> seven feet tall, he said, hey, maybe you should think about basketball. Maybe you should play the tall, lanky kid. <laughs> <laughs> Never think about playing basketball. I know about that because they did that for me with football when I went to my high school because I was like this size. Um, <laughs> right when you were yeah. 12. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was visiting high schools, they said, hey, you, you, you think about playing football? I got that everywhere I went. The coaches play ball me out the door on the way out. After I remember that. I remember that. Even like going back to the car, this dude ran out. Hey, ran hey, out. hey, 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 you play ball? Hey, hey. <laughs> Because I remember he did yeah, chase because I was with here, you guys. He yeah, chased you. Come here, you got to play football. <laughs> <laughs> he chased you out the real estate. <laughs> um, his 97 class was um kind of iffy, <laughs> but they got the one right into Duncan at the top. 97 yeah. class kind of reminds me of this past class that just happened this past year. It's like a few good guys at the top, and then it's, it's a lot of shaky picks on this draft. Because, like, Duncan, we won. Keith Van Horn went to. He's like the original Laurie Markin, and I was saying, <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. He, um, Billups was three. That's a good thing. Okay, champion. He's a champion. A whole yeah. lot of nothing from four through eight. <laughs> Not even reading those names. T Mac went nine. So, once again, like, T Mac yeah. probably would be two in a redraft, like ahead of Billups. So, say, mm-hmm. redraft his class. Um, after that, I don't even see any names worth reading. <laughs> after uh, after T Mac, I'm looking. Um, Let's see who we had. A bunch of nothing. <laughs> okay, Captain Jack in the second round. Okay, Steven Jackson. That's a good pick. Okay, okay, yeah. And overall. I had, to, I had to see how far I had to dig to find another good player. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm midway through the second round. <laughs> I had to go all the way down to find his uh, it, it beats like that sometime with the whole all drafts are created when like and, um <laughs> No, um, no undrafted players were special either. We just skipped them. A lot of times, the undrafted pool, like shout out Rockford's Fred Van Vliet, was undrafted. So you can find good players in the undrafted, like Ben Wallace. We just talked about probably the greatest uh-huh. undrafted player of all time. So, and speaking of Ben Wallace, like we said, we ain't new at this. Speaking of Ben Wallace, the news about him is what he's going in twenty twenty one. Yeah. And he's making Hall of Fame episode. We're gonna do a couple. We're gonna we're gonna talk all about Hall of Fame, not just yeah. sports. Yeah. So this and might he be did, Hall of Fame edition. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did. Uh, no, this is history, I, right? I, because I, he's I, the first Apple, player. Like, Hall of Famers in the making too. So I'm just saying. So uh, Hall of Fame edition. Yeah. And this is history, right? Because he's the, say, first, he's the first. He's the first undrafted player ever to go into the Hall. Play of into the Hall of Fame. I'll say as far as undrafted players, he's definitely the goat. Without without question, he's the goat. As far as like undrafted players, that has to make him like I wonder like if he's just like tech, I, want, I can't wait to hear his speech because it's not gonna be like like I shouldn't even be here like but um how did I, how how did I even end up here because like he he didn't even get drafted he probably thought his basketball career was over so mm-hmm. oh well I gotta find me a job and shit and then I think um, even though I'm six ten <laughs> Washington gave him a shot they said okay um we'll um we'll give you a look like come on big Ben give you a come look. here. And the irony, irony of that is like how he ended up on the Pistons is like was totally random because <laughs> um the trade was it had to be uh, after he left Washington he went to Orlando and you remember okay. Grant Hill and shit um he left Detroit to go to Orlando this went Orlando right on T Mac in that same year they tried to get Duncan but they didn't they botched that because um some some about him Duncan they wouldn't let Duncan use the private jet or some shit like that which is like obviously Orlando's a shit a shit storm of a fucking organization for that one you could have had Tim Duncan he could have been giving that speech shout out to Orlando Magic now but y'all fucked that up and shit so going back so yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah they 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 Grand Hill was like but um it wasn't just a straight up um signing it was a sign and trade which a lot mm-hmm. of times I'm getting real nerdy from my fucking non sports fans but I don't give a fuck yeah uh, so his uh basketball knowledge <laughs> sign and trade and when you sign and trade you send something back to the other team that's why they do sign right. trades because like it helps it benefits but it benefits the player because he can get more money because sign mm-hmm. and trade you can get a fifth year in the deal 
Well, like if you sign as a free agent, you can only get four years. You can get that right. Extra year. So like mm-hmm. we get you an extra year, but we sign you first and trade you. That's what a sign and trade. Mm-hmm. You sign your own free agents to five years, and you sign with another team is only four. So that's why they did the sign and trade to like so Grant Hill get an extra year, and they we get something back. We like we don't just lose them for nothing. So Detroit gets something back for him. One of the pieces they sent back was Ben Wallace. He was a throwaway in a sign and trade. That's all he ended up in the Pistons. That's crazy. Hey, but, life but the thing they always say this, is, is, what, away this is what they say when you play sports. You can't get so personal. It's business. You can't get that personal. Like, hey, you got me here. I'm gonna make do with what I got. Hey, I'm here now. So Wallace, he's like his journey to the NBA is unlike none. Like I said, he wa- wasn't even drafted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm signed like probably at the end of the bench on a couple of teams and was just a piece thrown in to the sign and trade for Grant Hill. And Grant Hill's Orlando career turned out to be complete trash. He was injured the whole time. That's when he started declining. He wasn't yeah. the guy. He wasn't the Pistons Grant Hill they were getting. It's like uh-huh. he was already washed up by the end, like by the time he went to Orlando. Man, if injuries would not have gotten Grant Hill. He would have been would've one been of the best. Status, he yeah. would have been one of the best, yeah, if injuries didn't get him one of the best, yeah. I think in his first three seasons in Orlando, he pl- I think he played like single digit games combined, yeah. something like that. Like just injuries, just like what was his ankle? A lot of ankle stuff, right? With him, uh, right? I think. Yeah, he hurt his ankle in Detroit. He was already injured when they brought him in. That's the damn that we signed an injured player. He- when he showed them ankles on uh on NBA TV, and then he's showing like the bone of his ankle, like the way his ankle just looks. I'm like, that's his ankle. Like he had uh, multiple surgeries on that ankle. Yeah, it's like, damn, look at his ankles, dude. <laughs> But um, that's how Ben Wallace ended up in Detroit. Is like, um, I'm so happy that he got this because that, like you said, like you, I'm not even supposed to be here, but mm. against all odds, I'm here, and now I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a, I'm a multiple time Defensive Player of the Year, NBA champion. He didn't had. I'm a, a champion. And an NBA champion against mm-hmm. one like when one of the biggest and probably the biggest upset in NBA history. Against yeah, you beat Shaq, Kobe, Karl Malone, and Gary. Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> you beat that team and shit. Phil Jackson coaching. You beat Phil Jackson's Lakers. You beat Phil Jackson's Lakers. <laughs> yeah, with Malone and Peyton too. Nice, Shaq, Kobe, and Malone. And Damn. Like that's what Ben Wallace beat that team and shit. So biggest. Uh, I'm not even a Piston fan, but that was impressive. I had to give him props for that. Shout out my guy Irk. He's like he's like the we're the biggest Piston fan I know personally. <laughs> so yeah, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was impressive. Even I was like, okay, they beat the shit. They and beat the, they didn't dominate it. It wasn't even like close. They dominated the Lakers in that series and shit. Beat the shit out of them boys. <laughs> but Wallace is on um, the first half. Yes, the first undrafted player in um NBA in um mm-hmm. Hall of Fame history. Yeah, to make it. Yeah. And what are some of these other names in here? We got um, hold, on. hold on. I'm pulling up my list. Um, you know I fucked up and shit. Well, you go ahead. Yeah, I'll let oh, you. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Paul Pierce, I see, is on the list as well. The truth, mm-hmm. Mr. Paul Pierce, Celtic uh, legend, won a championship there. So yeah, that's another one right there. And I see Chris Bosch is on the list as well. Yeah, see, I had the whole list. I want to find it. I want to read with you. So, like, yeah, um, Mm -hmm. talk about Bosch a little bit while I find my list. I'm not giving up. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Another guy whose career was tragically cut short, like Bosch. Um, he could have his um, I think he had the the illegal, the um, irregular heart. But there's some with his heart. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, he had to retire before his time. Yeah. Yeah, I see the list. Um, I found the list. I'm calling it up right now. Hold on. I got it. Okay. Here's Chris Bosch. Here we go. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> you know, you all you close out shit and you didn't more book market and shit, so it fucks you up. Right. Okay, we had yeah, Chris Bosch. Who, who do we say already? Uh, ben Wallace, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosch. Here's one that um you'll enjoy. Former Chicago Bull Tony Kukoc, the waiter, the waiter. Let's go, Tony. Tony, that one. Love that he got this. I was so happy seeing that because 
Tony doesn't get his respect, I feel like. I mean, outside of, we're Bulls fans. So like, think about it. Yeah, he was part of the, um, he was on the Bulls with Jordan, Pippen, Rodman, like all of them were here. It was, um, it's easy to get lost in that shuffle. So that's what it is. But Tony was, he's, he was. Um, I would say, if not, he's top five of your greatest Euro. I think Dirk Nowitzki is the greatest Euro player. Obviously Dirk, yeah. Tony's up there, top five, I would say. Mm-hmm. He's up there, greatest Euro mm-hmm. players of all time. I think Luca is gonna be up there one day yeah. in his career. Right now, mm-hmm. I would say he's in the top five greatest Euro. Because mm-hmm. this what Tony like did, six man, like he like he made some of those big shots. He made some of them. He made some he big to, shots down the stretch. To, to give up being a star for that. Think about when he was over in Europe in Croatia. Like he was like Jordan. He was the guy on the scene. He had to come here and take a bench role because of the team he was on. So he had to give up a lot to like to be like basically he had to go from being uh, like if we're doing Avengers, he had to go from being Iron Man to uh, Falcon. Right. He's like, okay, I'm Falcon now. (laughs) Not Iron Man anymore, I'm Falcon. (laughs) He had to like take that back seat. I'm reading Woj. That's where I got it from. That's why I'm not. I ain't Captain America. I'm Falcon. My news. I'm looking at Woj and (laughs) shit. Uh, finally, after all, we finally talked this up. We were just talking about this last night. Or was yes. our, Chris Weber? I was like, Yes, we were just talking about this. It was so funny. I was like, Chris Weber should have been in the Hall like of Fame. Is it because of the, the money he took? Like the scandal, the money. scandal. Which, once again, like, you wouldn't have to take bribes if you pay the athletes and stop calling them students and shit. Yeah. It wouldn't be illegal and shit if you like that. Wait until my hands. It's only illegal because it's NCAA is full of shit. I'm just saying <laughs> that's the only reason that he, what he did was illegal. If he was, if he was um, properly compensated for what he brought to the University of Michigan, he wouldn't have to take money under the fucking table. Wolverines. <laughs> God damn it. You got me pumped up, man. Because my group on Facebook is going nuts about that because I'm in the uh, the Black Alumni Network for Big Chance Schools on Facebook. And like, of course, they're like, "Congratulations, this is Weber!" Yeah, every year, like every, when you look at the inductees, everybody looks like Chris, Chris Weber. Like you, everybody looks because he didn't have a Hall of Fame career. Like, he didn't win a championship, but uh, he didn't have a hell of a career. Like, yeah, a great career. He did. He had mm-hmm. a, a hell of a career and shit. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm glad to see he's finally going in. <laughs> finally, it was that like I said, which which is bullshit. That says what kept him out all this time. Mm-hmm. They finally said, "Ah, oh, fuck it, let him in." Yeah, let me. Couple, it's been long enough. It's been long enough. A couple of coaches I read. Um, Rick Adelman, I know him from his Portland days. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Bulls and the putting the Trailblazers, the '92, the the that series. Yeah, Rick yeah. Adelman, <laughs> he was the coach on the other bench for that series. That's what. It, that's why I know Adelman from like when he was his days with Portland. Yeah, the shrug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he had mm-hmm. a, yeah multiple finals appearances. I don't think his teams any one of the championships. And here's one um well overdue. I say Bill Russell going. Bill in. Russell, yeah, that's well overdue. Yeah, yeah. He's, in, he's because people looked at that Russell's not in. Yeah, he's in as a player. As a player, like, not as a coach. As a coach, yeah, because he's mm-hmm. um for, first ever black head coach. That's he should be in just on that alone and shit. Yeah, especially during the era that he did this in. He did this he in what the sixties and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so he was coaching during that during. Hey, early he, went civil from, rights. Uh, he went straight from playing to like a coach. He went straight to the bench. Yeah. But this was like during early civil rights. He was coaching the first black coach, head coach. So that uh, based on that alone, I say, yeah, that should get him in the hall. Alone. The first ever black head coach. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's his story. Big ups to him. Big ups to Bill Russell. Well overdue. Because he was ducked, he was ducked in '75 as a player. So, so he been in all our he life. been in as a player, yeah. Yeah, that's some it's some bullshit. If Russell ain't in, I'm like, as a player, of course, like 11 championships. Dude got inducted in '75. <laughs> <as a player. laughs> but, but as a coach, like yeah, people just read the first part of the headline. They don't read the uh, rest yeah, of the, it. Yeah, Russell. Yeah, he's just as a coach. Yeah, no, nah, he. You no, know, you can be inducted twice in the Hall of Fame if you're gonna mm-hmm. talk. Committed for the rock and for rock and roll hall of fame, yeah. Yes, twice, yeah. And that's what it is. Because if you did different shit, like if you mm-hmm. were a great player and a great coach, they're gonna put you in twice. Mm-hmm. Or well, if you were a great singer and then you're a great songwriter, you can get in twice. Mm-hmm. 
where um, shout out my wrestling fans, WWE, like Ric Flair, a two-time Hall of Famer. He's in as the nature boy, Ric Flair, and he was part of the four horsemen, the group he was with. So <laughs> Bret Hart is like, yeah, he's in as Bret Hart and so with the Hart Foundation. He's in twice. Yeah. Booker T was, um, I'm doing, I'm nerdy now. Yeah. Ha, One ha, of my favorites, I like the Hart Foundation. Ha, yeah. Yeah, heart Foundation, them with my dudes. I like the Heart and Foundation. Reds in twice, yeah, with the bunch with um by himself and once with the Heart Foundation. So if you die, you get mm-hmm. in twice by that, yeah, I'm gonna get this rock and roll hall of fame real quick. Because so, it was a what a hell of a class and shit. Yeah. So we're gonna be looking at this 2021 next year. We're gonna be, you know. Oh no, that's right. No, they're gonna be trying on September 11th, it says. So yeah, coming up. We'll be watching that. I'll be watching. Closely with that. Um, of course, my stupid iPad wants to act like a little bitch while I'm trying to pull it up. <laughs> Watch dope, it. dope, dope. You don't want me to be great today and shit. That's all. <laughs> and it's just amazing just seeing like, like, like you always just say about us. Like, we just know that we're getting older when we're seeing like our greats go into like Hall of Fame because when we were younger, it's like Hall of Fame were people like. Um, Elgin Baylor and people like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like people like that, you know. <laughs> that shows you we've been we've been watching a long time. Like when right. and Kobe and them got drafted in the mid-90s, like you couldn't you couldn't even imagine them being Hall of Famers. I just like, no, they were, not at all. Uh, yeah. They, Kobe, they were like the youngest guys. Drafted. They were like some of the youngest guys who ever got like drafted. So young and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you couldn't even imagine them being Hall of Famers. <laughs> That's what's crazy. But now they all Hall of Famers. That's and they're watching it. Like it's like, damn, like, man. It's like looking, let's like looking now, like um trying to imagine like LaMelo Ball being a fucking Hall of Famer now. <laughs> it's hard to like wrap your brain around that shit. It's like they're so young, you can't even think about that. It's so way so developed. Right. Yeah. But that's so that's what Kobe and them going in now was like hey, with us watching back then. But um, rock and roll Hall of Fame class of 2021. Let's do this. Yes, I'm. I'm. You know what the fuck I'm starting. Like fuck that. We 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 gonna start here and shit, man. We starting here and shit, man. Hove. Allow me to reintroduce Hove. myself. My name is. People already people hashtag Hove of Fame. Already saw that H O V. Hove of Fame. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. It's the Jay Z. Jay Z needs the headline. He's probably not. They probably gonna let somebody else. What but. more can you say about Mr. Sean Carter? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sean Jay-Z Carter from Marcy Projects. Holla at your boy. D-Boy came from the projects. Mm-hmm. Billionaire now. How many Grammys has he won? I just say a title and I just leave it at that. Yeah. Title. Got his own streaming service. Come on. <laughs> come on. And for high, married to Beyonce. <laughs> like, come on now. Come on. Old Beyonce, yeah. So you got married to Beyonce. Come on now. Name. <laughs> don't see but similar to the Willis, and I want to do it better. Let's go, man. <laughs> Woo. I got to see Jay Z live thanks to the eyes. I got to go to the uh, hanger, uh, hanger tour. tour. Woo, I, was, I was there. I was there. That's, Thank you, eyes. That's when I was still dope and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that was um because the hanger tour for those that don't remember, like um for my fans that might be a little bit younger, or for my older fans that just don't follow hip hop like that. Um well, Jay-Z retired around 2004, 2005. He retired from hip-hop. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. right after the Black Album. The Black Album. Right after the Black Album, yeah. was supposed to be his curtain call, a Black Album. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, he came back and is still making music to this day, but that was supposed to be it. But him coming back, his first tour back after um the retirement was the Hangar Tour. The Hangar Tour. That was about 07, 08. I don't remember. Somewhere around. And he did what? Seven cities in 24 hours. He was like, yeah, on the um flying on the jet, yeah, going straight from the airport to the venue back to the airport. Pop-ins, pop-ins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started helicopter taking him from the um vent from the airport to the venue, back to the airport, and then get on the jet, fly to the next city. He did yeah. that it was all in one day. Mm-hmm. All these cities. Like, so of course, yeah. he started on the East Coast, of course, because the East Coast is the the time is like obviously the the latest, and then he worked his way yeah, west. Way west. Yeah. Yeah. When he stopped here in Chicago, it was at the Riviera. That was the um, mm-hmm. that 
which I've seen Jay-Z a couple of times there because I saw him for the Blueprint tour at that same day. I've seen Jay-Z about five times this FY, which is why this is so exciting to me. I've seen him about five times. I've seen him once. So, I mean, I, I got to see Jay-Z once because of you. Thank you, ass. Thank you, ass. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when Jay, um, yeah, he land, yeah, he came and he had a hangar tour. And the shows were only like an hour long because he had to like get mm-hmm. it out. So like it wasn't like no long shows. So it was right. some, and they, they t- you couldn't buy tickets. You had to. It was like it was like Willy Wonka. You had to get that golden. You ticket. had to be chosen. <laughs> That's what I was one of the chosen. I was one of the chosen few. Like see, I might not be a chosen few DJ, but I was one of the chosen few that day. <laughs> I remember you said to me, "You want to go see Jay Z?" I said, "Hell yeah." <laughs> I had the tickets in my hand. I said, let me call the kid and see if she wants to go. <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> I made sure at work. I was like, can someone cover for me? Like, I'll come in a little earlier because I ain't missing Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, people hate me. Like, yeah, like trying to feel, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get me tickets. Like, you can't buy them. You might you can't find buy them. Somebody might be scalping them, like, for $10,000 online. But, yeah, you can't buy these tickets. So, yeah. <laughs> Somebody else stub up might be scalping a pair, but you can't. Somebody was scalping them for like six hundred dollars a ticket, something like that. Yeah, this was like just like fifteen years ago, so that was like big, really big money then. Like Like, six hundred dollars, kind of high back then. That was like back then, like sixteen six hundred dollars fifteen years ago. A lot of money. But um, let's read this. Um, let's read the rest of the names that mean something to us. Yeah. We're going to build up, yeah. So, congrats, Jay-Z, once again. Also, we had um, LL Cool J. I need an around the way, girl. Probably um one of my first favorite rappers ever. Back with uh, the um, Bigger and Deffer album was my album. Box. Yeah. yeah radio. <laughs> my radio, believe me, I like it. Wow. I'm the man with the box that can rock the crowd. Come on, man. <laughs> And then rock the bells. You have LL Cool J is hard as hell. Battle anybody, don't care if you tell. I excel. They all fail. Come on, man. I'm getting pumped up. No, no, mine is when I'm alone in my room. Sometimes I stare at the wall and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscious call. LL's greatest album, Bigger and Deafer. My love. I can rap quite like I can. can. I'm bad, man. I'm gonna listen to when, that after we finish this. When LL did the love song, though, that just threw me in. I, I, I was sold. Another side, that was from that same album. I was sold. I was sold. And then he was just so cute to me because he had the dimples, he had the kango. I just thought LL was just the cutest thing. Good <laughs> about candy. Come on, man. <laughs> also, you had um, uh, the story is over when Rhyme ain't done. What he was talking about was going to the cartoons and shit. That was like a nice he man said he beat me up because he thought the <laughs> hung out with Spider-Man. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, I mean, that whole album was sick, man. And then for me later, First the LL that got me. Let's go, man. Room 515. Let's go, man. The one that got me later, a little bit later in the 90s, that's still one of the greatest songs ever. Because it's the the like the marriage of RB and hip hop. Hey lover, this is more like the Wesley killed that hook. They killed that shit. Mr. Smith album. I know. Yeah, one of the greatest because the way L was rapping over the Michael Jackson sample, just smooth, just real smooth. That album, I shot you. What the fuck? I thought a cock in the world crushed more D Hammer and MC's girl. Ice T's girl. I fucked the line up with that one. Come on, man. Like uh five four three two one four three two one four three two one yeah that's from the phenomenon album yeah phenomenon yeah. Album. still on my arms I live the challenges <laughs> he, he went, went hard the cannabis beef started on that record he went hard he went hard yeah still attached to it that's where yeah, the cannabis beef started on yeah cannabis really thought he was going to be LL really he tried. <laughs> <laughs> he tried. I mean, you you got I mean, it. He tried it. I don't, see, I don't see cannabis's name on it. I'm just saying. <laughs> he don't tried it. Saying, I don't see him on there. <laughs> Smoking cannabis somewhere right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's legal where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> he tried it. Yeah, we mentioned some of the other names, and then we'll go to the big one. Um, we had um, Gil Scott Heron from my OGs, and know that one. Mm-hmm. Foo Fighters going in. Oh, nice. Go-Go's going in. My househeads, shout out. My yeah, househeads are appreciated. One craft work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Kareem, I appreciate that one. All my 80s. <laughs> Mike Love, I saw him pull. He was excited about that one. All the 80s house heads. Like, oh, Kraftwerk's going in. I was like, yeah, Mike's definitely of a certain age. <laughs> you from <laughs> era in the mid 80s. <laughs> you said, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, you might be like. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I was, a, I was a young child in the mid 80s, so. I'm um shout out MC Marcus Chapman. I'm not I'm I'm a bit I'm a little bit of a historian. Marcus Chapman is the real historian. I'm a little bit, so I know shit like that. You know some stuff, yeah. Once again, we mentioned um two-time Hall of Famers. Let's talk about Tina Turner. <laughs> Once again, people say, Oh, she ain't in. Like she she wasn't in as a solo. She was in with Ike and Tina. She Ike and Tina in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. This getting in now. So let's give her flowers while she's here. She's 80 years old, so like put her in. It's like yeah. put her in, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, she's not she's not gonna be around forever and shit. Yeah. Cause Tina is um 82. Yeah, 82 years old. Yeah. 39, right? I believe, yeah, 39, yeah. She's 82 years old, is it basically? Yeah. yeah, she's she's of a certain age. She's getting up there. Um, while while mm-hmm. she's still while can she can still go to a, a, a ceremony. Like not mm-hmm. only alive, but like where you like you're mobile enough to get there. You get mm-hmm. older certain days, you don't leave the house and see like you're in your nineties. So like, yeah, like you, right. know, like you can get her. So, yeah. so that's why I'm happy about this one. And yeah. we like what's love got to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm the um a private dancer album. The private dance. Mm-hmm. See, I know that era of Tina. Like our parents know, like with the Ike and Tina era. The Ike and Tina. Because mama, I said those girls were so wild. They had to, yeah, yeah, they'd be yeah. shimmying and just mama. They just be those girls. The yeah, Ike's, they were wild. Private dancer era. That's the Tina Turner I know. And then uh, we know her from Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite part of Tina Turner. <laughs> oh, we don't need another hero. <laughs> That's my favorite Tina Turner movie. I like oh. the song she had with Barry White. The never in your wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the term Barry at a banger in the 90s. <laughs> that was, I'm that happy was. for her that she's getting in as a solo artist. Because Tina did. She, like, yeah, like not- in fact, people our age know her solo career more than her Ike and Tina career. Mm-hmm. I'd say both were probably equally split. They were both as important. But like, if you're if you like our age, you know the, the private dancer and mm-hmm. after the Mad Max with the spiked with the spiked hair and yeah the short dress like that's that's the era mm-hmm. yeah and not being uh and like we said like the influence Tina Turner crossed so Beyonce could run mm-hmm. Beyonce was a head was heavily influenced by Tina Turner and she even said that like that was the her other Tina her mom Tina and then Tina Turner those were the Tinas that she looked to mm-hmm. so yeah so big ups for Tina. Now I'm gonna have to watch that now. Oh, we're gonna watch it's gonna air on HBO Max. I'm watching right now. So I'll definitely When's it airing? It's saying Saturday, October 30th. It's on the kit. Oh, October. Nice, nice. So um and it said we'll stream on HBO Max. So I'll be watching it. I'll be watching too on HBO Max as well. Good stuff. HBO Max done came up with they uh they coming up with they uh streaming stuff. No Hall of Fame. But like I said, it's um yeah, two-time Hall of Fame. I said, uh, like Michael Jackson is in twice. He's in with mm-hmm. his brothers and by himself. That's of course. Yeah, because like, you got to both. You can't just you can't ignore the Jackson Five. Right. What's the name? Got a raw deal, and like Randy got the raw deal because they inducted the Jackson Five, but not the not Jackson. the Jacksons. Randy's not in the Hall of Fame, which kind of sucks to me because that's my favorite era of the Jacksons, the Randy version. No, no shade to Jermaine, but yeah. Like I like the like like blame it on the boogie and um let me show you can you feel um, it and, um, can you feel it and heartbreak can you feel it and um let's dance let's shout shake your body down to the ground let's dance that's let's the, shout that's the Jacksons I know so Randy should be in like that's some bullshit that they should have just inducted all six when they did the brothers on the mm-hmm. white side they're like yeah just the um, original five just um Jackie Tito Jermaine Michael and Marlon I wonder why they left Randy on that Randy like uh... you know and you know he's not gonna <laughs> get in by himself so Randy is probably never gonna get in the Hall of Fame yeah Fox is like he should be like yeah he, they should have put him in with his brothers which is mm-hmm. some bullshit that they didn't do that yeah but it is what it is. <laughs> Can you feel it? Randy, like, he, he, he did the first verse on that song. Yeah, yeah, he did. If you look around, 
the whole world's coming together now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's the one who kicked the song up. <laughs> now Michael just took it home. All the children at the feet just took it. Michael just took it another level. Right, not be all of them can sing. All the Jacksons can sing, and they all have talent. But Michael was just—he was just on another planet on his own. Like when Michael would come in and song, it's like everybody's like, oh, okay, okay, and then Michael come in, it's like, oh. A story for another day is how um. Well, how I, I didn't get to go to the victory tour as a kid. I don't feel like telling that story right now because um, I have um, PTSD over that. <laughs> I found this video on YouTube. By the way, can't we talk off the air? It was Kaminsky then, right? Yeah, yeah, it was I still commencing. I found that video and I got mad all over again. <laughs> it was a particular <laughs> that news clip. You was uh, the Eddie Murphy meme when he's what gold, uh, gold, uh, what's his name? What was that movie? Goldfinger, Goldfinger, Goldfinger. Bowfinger. There you go. Where he's mean, he's like this. Mm-hmm. That's how you were looking. <laughs> the Bowfinger meme where he's like <laughs> with that. <laughs> um anything else you want to get in it's some um it's a couple of more some of these stories i could leave on the shelf like i'm um let you go and then uh uh well uh you said that you were going to circle back about the minnesota oh, yeah, Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah 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 thank you yes, yes. That's why we're a team because i totally forgot yeah <laughs> <Tag team. laughs> i have a new owner because uh i'm gonna tell you exactly why that's so important um from A Rod is the owner first. Yeah, A Rod, him and his. Oh, uh, yeah. They bought the Timberwolves. Remember, like him and Jayla were trying to buy him, but like they're not together anymore. But like they've been trying to right. be, try to buy the match. Say, like A Rod's won his own sports team. That's all. Yeah. So, yeah. Because <laughs> so I saw, yeah, that um, mm-hmm. Timberwolves have been sold. Let me pull up the story real quick. So, A Rod. Um, this would be awesome, though. Like, see. You know, another well, another minority owner because he is a minority. So seeing another minority in the owner, that's a good thing to see. One point five billion dollar deal to purchase the Timberwolves. Uh, ESPN story is taking forever. Like this, this iPad is a little bitch today. Look at this <laughs> <laughs> blank screen, like a motherfucker. Spinning. Finally, there we go. Yeah, now it came up. <laughs> Okay, Glenn Taylor's the owner. He agreed to sell the team to um A Rod and his um his team of investors. And uh we have mm-hmm. 1.5 billion expected to close around July 1st. So yeah, a couple of more months. Okay. Why this is important because what people don't know that Glenn Taylor, he's um him and KG kind of got heat and shit. Well, you look like um go be, I when obviously I haven't been to the Target Center in Minnesota. I haven't even been to Minnesota and shit, but yeah, I mean, Rafters is no KG jersey up there. Shit, yeah. And he's the greatest mm. Timberwolf of all time by far. Yeah. Wow. Because they had heat, um, because KG, I think he was supposed to um get when he retired, he was supposed to move into like uh management, some kind of um executive role or something with the team. Mm-hmm. But then when um his mentor Flip Saunders died, remember like his former coach, yeah, died, and yeah. that kind of fucked all of that up. Because he was I guess he was supposed to work side by side with Flip or something like that. Mm-hmm. Flip died, and the owner kind of reneged. And so KG, um, he and the owner they had heat all this time. When you think about all yeah, every every franchise they have a greatest player in them and shit mm-hmm. like that. And most of the time that number is in the in the rafters. You go to United Center, you're gonna see that in 23. Of course, 23, duh. Yeah. 33 for that matter. And shit, yeah, you're gonna see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And like the Lakers got so many, you're gonna go, you're gonna see they that. Got- you're gonna see that 24, <laughs> that eight, that 34, that 33, that 32. You're gonna uh-huh. see those numbers up there. Yeah. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. um when you go to um Boston, they got like 10 million numbers retired. <laughs> you go because now KG's is up there and um Paul Pierce, like even the the, the guys Meyer, they starting to retire there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ray ever because of how he left, like Ray should have his retired, but I don't know if they will. If they don't, then the Celtics are on some bullshit. Ray Allen should have his number retired. He should, yeah. And then Miami, you see um Wade and Bosch, their numbers are retired there. Mm-hmm. All the teams like they retired Dirk um for his 41. Yes, 41 in Dallas. Duncan, Manu, 
and um Tony Parker on Robinson, all their numbers are retired hanging in that rafter. Mm-hmm. Go to Minnesota, no 21 hanging up there. It's like, yeah, like where's 21 at? Where's where's the KG banner and shit? Because of that. So, like now that they're getting this owner the fuck out of there, the first thing I would do is air out say we retiring Kevin Garnett's number, opening night of next season. That's the very first thing I would do. Like opening night is gonna be KG night. That's when you run your list. Things to do, retire Kevin Garnett jersey. Um, <laughs> Opening night. His number is not retired. Like Sacramento Kings, Chris Webber's number is hanging. Web, yeah. yeah. It's like, that's just like, when somebody they give so much to your franchise, you honor him and shit. Yeah. So, you do. It's only right that you do that. Y'all like, got heat and shit. Like, you got to do the right thing. It's like, KG's number should have been retired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like when um when Steph and Clay and then Trey Draymond, all their numbers are gonna be retired with gold. Of course, back. absolutely. Like nobody's ever gonna wear number 30 with the Warriors again. Hell no, they better not. Yeah. Greatest shooter of all times. They better not. Um, you have this MVP. LeBron's 23 in Cleveland and his six in Miami will both be retired. Like, yeah, like that's mm-hmm. like the current players I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. I think um Rose is number one, will be retired someday with the Bulls. Like you see, um, I think I think the Bulls are gonna retire Derrick Rose's number. Yeah, they should at least. I think. Yeah, I think they should. I think Dom. I still kind of bullshit. They never retired Rodman. That ninety-one should be up there. I'm just saying. Yeah, Rodman wasn't here that long, but guess what? He was here every season. He was here. He they won a title. Yeah, he made an impact. I'm saying they won. He was here three. It years. doesn't matter like the length. titles in three years. Yeah, it doesn't Quality. matter like, the impact. Like I think, um. The, the um, Raptors were tired Kawhi Leonard's number. He was only there one year. We brought quality him a over quantity. Yeah. It's like if you provide quality in your time there. If you played 20 years somewhere and you were mediocre, you shouldn't get your number retired. But if you were there like two or three years and you brought championships, you're right. He would just ask, quo. You ain't getting retired. You ain't getting retired there. That's the first thing I think Um, with the new ownership I would announce that right right after the day we saw before the ink dried on the contract July first. I'll say, Oh yeah, yeah. we're retiring Kevin Garnett's number opening. And night. July first is would be the time because uh, that's a new fiscal year for businesses. The fiscal year always starts July first. So and it'll be yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's so perfect on so many levels. Like Kevin Garnett <laughs> went into the um Hall of Fame. Yes, um he his number is 21. What year is it? 2021. Ooh. It's the number right now. It's Minnesota. Yeah. Just saying, man. <laughs> it's the per- it, it makes sense on so many levels to retire. Mm-hmm. It's 21 in 21. It should be. That's just how I feel. <laughs> nice. But um, want to talk about this um fake ass gas shortage before we get up out of here? Because <laughs> oh my god. What was the pipeline that got hacked and shit? Uh, I, I don't have a name of it in my iPad. So I should look it up just to see the. But um, here's the story with what happened with Stop that. panicking, watching Facebook or news or whatever. Stop, stop panicking. Yeah, the media helps with this. Stop. Like it starts the media feed and the social media helps fertilize it with all that bullshit they sprinkle on it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody just starts scrambling. And then, like, you turn a fake problem into a real problem. It's just like the toilet paper. Story. Toilet paper slash like, Lysol wipes slash Lysol. You mentioned on CNN, especially the toilet paper. Like, like the, the cleaning supplies, people did kind of start buying it, But, like, nobody wasn't thinking about no fucking toilet, toilet paper. paper. <laughs> on the news and, shit. Yeah. and now we can't even wipe our ass. Get some toilet paper because you might be, you might not be able to leave the house. Yeah, you can't so. even wipe your ass now. But then people started, yeah. And then you started, then, like I said, social media helped spread it with the bullshit, yeah. They and then the price gouge happened, and people on Amazon yeah. selling one roll of yeah, toilet, one gouge, big roll not to people posting $15. Like, yeah, yeah, here's my local store, yeah. Nothing on the shelves and shit. It might just be your fucking store, asshole and shit. Everywhere else could be fully stocked. It's like, I was you know what always had toilet paper? The yeah. gas station. <laughs> gas stations always had it. And like I said, your mom and pops and shit, yeah. They, they mm-hmm. never ran out. You go to the low, your local corner store. Like I said, they call them bodegas on the bodegas. East go to your local bodega. You were able to find well, uh, mini marts is what mini they're marts. typical mini marts. Yeah, because I found them there. in my neighborhood. I had two corner stores. They, they I had toilet paper the whole time, even when it was a so called shortage. Mm-hmm. You, know so you could get you a four pack anytime you wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, the gas stations and all that. Exactly. 
But yeah, they created like now it was with this gas store. This is first um they mentioned it, which it was it was hacked. But guess what? That was an East Coast thing. I don't got uh-huh. us in Chicago and shit. Yeah. Or if you're in the West, it got nothing. It's like on the East Coast. I think it might even been Southeast. I don't even know if it's the whole East Coast. Might have been like a like a regional thing that just that area has to worry about. But then motherfuckers, we know and shit posting all these videos of like people hoarding gas, people like with, <laughs> with three, four barrels in the back of their pickup truck, filling them up. The and all funniest that. one, I saw people with like shit in like like jewel bags like that. <laughs> I didn't see that. I guess <laughs> somebody with the little like looking like the little Tupperware containers like that. I saw like my guy Cash posting one of those. The guy on the ground, like, well, like, it was a black dude, obviously, because he's like, he's with the little Tupperware containers filling them up with gas. Yeah. And I saw, yeah, people with like four or five gas cans. Shout out Hercules. Yeah, yeah Hercules. Ain't no cat food shortage, Hercules. I'm just saying. <laughs> I saw him. Like, well, we said gas, not cat food shortage. <laughs> you just go kill a rat if we run out of cat food. <laughs> 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 But uh, and then, like, when you, people start seeing these videos of, like, people hoarding gas and say, yeah, look at what they're doing. It's like, so now everybody runs to the gas station. So you turn the fake problem into a real problem. Because even mm-hmm. though we have shortage, like I said, I've been filling up gas all this week. And um, I filled up, yeah, twice this week. And um, no lines, like, got in and out. Like, yeah, people are saying, people. a lot of people don't claim that um, is, uh, gas stations are sold out. Like, I haven't seen that in my area. No, I mean, I, I filled up today. I filled up. Yesterday. I just filled up today. It was no lie. Now here's the, the thing that is going is um the, those aren't paid like the prices are creeping back up. I give they you are over three dollars again now. Mm-hmm. Which is like um the, this is the highest it's been in like about five years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the like, gas is creeping back it's up. Creeping back up because of this bullshit. That's sort of the price is going back up. I believe it'll go back down though. Mm-hmm. It, Inflation level out. I believe yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it. This is what stuff does. It does like that, yeah. But y'all clowns with all of this bullshit, yeah. The, the whole thing. <laughs> you don't see me sharing none of that shit because you're only adding to the mass. Right, I'm not sharing any of that. To the mass I ain't sharing none of it. Especially when it's not even your area. It's because somebody in South Carolina filled up some barrels of gas. Yeah, because I saw people, and then people up here, it's like, why are you even sharing stuff about South Carolina, Virginia? Like, like, why are you here? That's part of the country that this pipeline was affected. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, who, and it might be fixed now. It's like it's like it, it's a problem now. It's fixable. And shit. Like, I think it's fixed. Yeah. I think it is fixed. They fixed the problem. So, like, so you bought like if you bought you like got, a, no, yeah, but you created this. I'm sure <laughs> even with wife, well, I tell the truth and the lies more entertaining. Even though the problem is fixed, I'm pretty sure people are still gonna be hoarding gas though, because now the story is out there. So, yeah, it's going to turn into a real shortage. So you ask us who have these big drums. Or gas is going to be $5 a gallon. It's going to get to that. Like, one What are you going to do with this gas now? You got in these big drums like that. What, what, what's your plan? I'm sure gas has an expiration date. It doesn't last forever. So exactly. You got, you got to use it for something. And shit. Yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that gas, I don't know like, I don't know what kind of shelf life gas has, but like it's going to, yeah, it's not going to be any good after a while. Idiots. That shit is going to go bad. So I don't know what you're going to do with all that gas you bought. <laughs> But I'm um I'm pretty much done. That's it for me. I had to talk about that fake gas shortage. And that's a way. That's a great way to end it on gas. Pull <laughs> up out of here. Not another damn podcast. Episode two hundred seven. Hall of Hall Fame, of fame. Dance, baby. If you like what we're doing, give our <laughs> Facebook fan page a like. Also, like our YouTube videos. We try to get the algorithm popping. So. Give this like our goddamn videos. I'm just saying, because <laughs> then when you like the videos, more people see them. And then I'm just saying, it's pretty mm-hmm. popping. Also, subscribe, share, rate, review on all your platforms. I'm talking about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Hey, Tasha. And get at me personally by following me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. I mentioned YouTube. I forgot to do the YouTube polls. Let's get it. Oh, in. yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. There it is. And polls. And polls. We got a polls. There you go. <laughs> and you can check me out. MSIMH626 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Also, S-T-R-8-G-U-L-O-E-Y-1 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. S-T-R-8-G-U-L-O-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. 
Check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your vlogs and for your video production needs. Check out straightgullyproductions.com. I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. We will talk to you later. Bye. I'm going.